Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. I want you to grab your Bibles tonight. <laughs> I want you to grab your Bibles tonight. Go to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 7, if you will. I want you to take some notes. Cody, man, I just love you so much, and I appreciate you. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. Yeah, may the 4th be with you. I'm going to need the force to be with me when I hit those cupcakes. Dear Lord, Jesus, take the wheel. There's a lot of goodies over there. Deuteronomy chapter 7. For the next few moments, I want to, I want to release a message into the house about the faithfulness of God. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that down tonight. I want to talk to you this evening. And really, beyond talking, I want to impart a word from the Lord to you tonight concerning the faithfulness of God. Deuteronomy chapter 7, we're going to begin in our journey tonight. Of course, um, we never make apology here at Victory for using our Bibles. Amen? Amen? Somebody say amen. We never make an apology for using our Bibles. So there, there's a lot of scripture tonight, so load your notes down, load your smartphone, flow with me tonight. Father, we thank you for the power of your word. And we thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And Father, right from the very beginning, I want to say thank you, my God, my Lord, my King, for your awesome and measurable faithfulness to us, God. Your faithfulness that endures and reigns over our lives. You are forever faithful. And tonight, Lord, I pray that this message is branded into the spirit of every believer here and those that are online tonight, in Jesus' name, that there might be a mighty impartation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Would you say amen tonight? Deuteronomy chapter 7, I'm beginning to read in verse 9. It says, therefore, know that the Lord, your God, He is God. Somebody say amen. He is God. He is the faithful God who keeps covenant. I want everybody to see that. The faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations to those who love him and those who keep his commandments. Let's read it together one more time. Therefore, know that the Lord, the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. He is who? He is the faithful God. Say it tonight. He is my faithful God. Say it tonight. He is my faithful God. Notice what he says. He's the, he says, I am the God who keeps covenant. When we think of covenant tonight, I want you to get this branded in your spirit. God is saying to you, I am eternally married to you. I am eternally married to you. God has written an everlasting, an eternal love story over our lives. He's written an eternal love story 
over every one of our lives. I've said to you many times, you're looking at a man right now who's preaching to you, but in 10,000 years, 10,000, 10,000, 10,000s of years from now, I will be very much alive before the throne of my king in the kingdom come, and I will still be worshiping him. (laughs) This is an eternal love story that he has written over us. Not just for this life of how many ever years that he has measured out in the span of this life or this measure that we are running right now. Whether that be 65, 75, 85, 95, 115, whatever that span is. God has written an everlasting love story over your life. And God says, I am your covenant God. I am your faithful God, and I keep covenant with those who, what? Those who love me. And he says, I keep covenant, and I remember mercy over them for a thousand generations. Tonight, I want to bring you this message. I believe it is a living message concerning the faithfulness of God. I believe that you cannot exhaust the very subject of the faithfulness of God. I believe the faithfulness of God is literally a revelation, a revelation that we will continue to feast upon and learn upon all throughout the span of eternity. I believe that for us, it will be like the angels beholding the Lord that forever worship explodes out of their spirit and out of their heart. And they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was, who is, who is to come. It is always bursting out of them. I believe the faithfulness of God will become such a revelation in us and throughout all eternity, worship will begin to explode forth from us and we will be saying, God, our everlasting God is the faithful God. He's the faithful King. Come on, can I get an amen tonight? He's the faithful God. He's the eternal King. I've told you many times before, When you make a promise, you create something. When you make a promise, you create hope. Write it down. When you make a promise, you create hope. But when you fulfill a promise, you create trust. I want to say it to you one one more time. When you make a promise, you create hope. But when you fulfill a promise, you create trust. And that is why his name is faithful and true. Amen. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. It says, and now I saw heaven opened and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called, say it with me, faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. Oh, how I love that. His name is eternally, forever, faithful and true. The promise of His coming for His bride still stands supreme. I wonder if you still believe out there that the faithful and true one is about to come for His radiant bride. Do you still believe He's coming? That's right. I could open up the Scriptures tonight. 
I could talk to you about 1,817 prophecies that have already literally been fulfilled. How many, Brian? 1,817 prophecies that have already been fulfilled in those Bibles that you are holding. How many of you know God is the faithful God? If he said it, it will come to pass. If God makes you a promise, that promise will come to pass. You can believe the word of the Lord. Woo! You can believe the word of the Lord. If 1,817 prophecies have already been fulfilled to the T, don't you know you can believe that God is going to finish what he started? He's going to complete what he began. One of the greatest attributes of the character and the nature of God is that God is trustworthy and God is faithful. This is what the enemy tried to surplant, ladies and gentlemen, from the very beginning in the garden when he came with a seducing word to Eve that you really can't believe God. God is really held out on you. Did, did God really say that you should, shouldn't eat from that tree? Oh, no, because God, God knows that if you eat from that tree that you'll become just like him. Understand, he was, he was sowing a seed of doubt and unbelief in her mind, in her heart, that, wait a second, God, God has left something out. God has withheld something from me. And if I eat of this, truly, I will become like him. That's such a deception, ladies and gentlemen. She was already like God, made in his very image. You see how the enemy comes. Why does the enemy come to do it? Obviously, the enemy hates God's ultimate creation, and you are that beautiful ultimate creation. You are the beautiful masterpiece of God. You are. You are that beautiful treasure and pearl of God that the Father gave all that He had to give in the consummation of His Son to purchase you. You are His masterpiece. He gave all that he had to give for you. God is the one who is faithful. He is faithful. When he makes a promise, he keeps it. This church that you are sitting amongst, and I didn't say that you are seated in, the church that you are seated amongst, this is a building that was, that was I think it was put up in 1973, the year that I was born, 48 years ago. Pastor Gene and Anita bought this land and this property and began to pioneer this church. What we set in this building, but we set among the regal and royal and chosen church of God right now. The reason this place is holy is because we are here. And the reason this place is holy is because he's in our midst. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This church of His presence, this place that we call as a family victory, it exists because of the immeasurable faithfulness of God. He deserves all of the glory, and He will always receive all of the glory. If you are in here tonight, I want to encourage you something. If you are in here tonight, and if you ever feel forgotten, if any of you ever feel forgotten, you must go back to the Word 
to the promises of the Word of God that God is the covenant-keeping God. You have to go back to the promises of God that He is forever faithful to a thousand generations, that He is forever faithful to you. Can I get an amen? amen? In the age to come, I was thinking about this this afternoon, preparing this, in the age to come, we are going to share with every generation that has gone before us. We will share our stories with the cloud of witnesses, even now, that Lois is in, that, that Victoria spoke about. We will stand with the, the, the saints throughout all of the ages, and we will revel in their story, and they will re revel in our story. In fact, the Scripture says that those in heaven, they are literally incomplete without us, and we are incomplete without them. For all of eternity, we will tell the story of what? Of the faithfulness of God. Can I get an amen? Are you with me tonight? Are you hearing me? Israel's King Solomon, David's son, he asked this question in Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 6. You can look at it tonight, Proverbs 20, verse 6. He asked this probing question. He said, can we really find a faithful man? He says, many of a man claim to have unfaithful love. Unfailing love. Excuse me, I want to read that right. <laughs> Many a man claims to have unfailing love. But watch the question that he summons us to. He says, but a faithful man, who can really find one? Who can really find a faithful man? Well, friends, I have good news for you tonight. I have found one. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Put it in your notes tonight. Revelation chapter 3 Verse 14, Jesus receives a title. He receives his title as the one who is faithful and the true witness. Say that with me. The faithful and the true witness. When I think about Jesus, when I think about the faithful and true witness, I can't help but think of perfect integrity. When I think about Jesus, I can't help but think of perfect integrity integrity. Jesus is a man of perfect integrity. He is a friend who will always prove to be faithful. Jesus is a counselor whose words will never prove to be false. Jesus' own title, the faithful one, it reveals that Jesus has within him an unrelenting passion a faithfulness to obey the very will of his Father. There was always a burning fire within Jesus to fulfill all the will of his Father. Think about that. There was a burning hunger inside of Jesus that was actually fed by doing the will of his Father in the earth realm. It was an unrelenting desire to fulfill his father's desire. What is that? It's called faithfulness. Say it with me tonight, faithfulness. Are you guys with me tonight? I'm serious. Are you with me or are you sleeping? Okay, don't dream of cupcakes yet. Stay with me, okay? Don't go off in the ozone. Stay with me tonight. 
I want you to listen good to this. I want you to try to imagine this person. If you're present tonight, lift your hand. Okay, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, about 90% of you are here. Okay, try to imagine. (laughs) I want you to try to imagine this person. A person who always honors his commitments. I want you to imagine a person who is who is never misleading, a person who is never evasive. I want you to imagine a person who follows through with all that he says and a person that follows through with every promise that he gives, who never fails to carry through on any obligation. I want you to imagine a person who knows when to speak, And a person that knows how to remain silent at the right time. I want you to imagine a person who refuses never to gossip. I want you to imagine a person who carefully avoids unedifying conversations. I want you to imagine this person who will always tell you what is most needed in your soul, in your life who will never even utter a syllable, a syllable to you that might prove to be destructive or harmful to you. Do you have the picture of that person in your mind? Now I want you to think about Jesus. I want you to let that flow down over the very coat and the mantle of the King Jesus. When Jesus speaks a word to you, When Jesus bears witness to you, when he speaks to you about the particular state of anything, or if Jesus speaks to you concerning a person, if Jesus expresses his opinion to you, if Jesus issues a warning to you, he can always be counted on for accuracy and perfection. He is the one who abides in living truth. He is the living word. Whatever he says to you is trustworthy. My my grandpa had the statement, you can take it to the bank. If Jesus tells you, you can take it to the bank. Can I get an amen? It's so true. When Jesus makes a promise, he will follow through. Jesus will never withhold from you. Whatever is needed in your spiritual growth, Jesus will reveal it. Jesus will reveal to you something essential, very essential for your spiritual life. And it actually could be very painful or demanding for you to hear. But nevertheless, he will tell you the truth. Don't you love that about Jesus? Are you with me? Isn't that beautiful about Jesus? What does all this mean tonight, Brian? Quite simply, it means that we have to embrace every word that Jesus speaks to us. We have to embrace every word that Jesus speaks to us. Every directive that Jesus ever issues to you in your life, in your personal life, in your faith journey. In your faith adventure, whatever the Lord speaks to you, you must embrace it. Receive it as truth. Are you with me? Every directive, 
knowing this. Jesus will never mislead you. Jesus will never misguide you. He does not make mistakes. Is this too simple for you? Jesus will never make a mistake with your life. I have a couple questions for you tonight. Here's just three questions. Has Jesus, who is called the faithful and true witness, has he promised to forgive those who have confessed and repented of their sins? We sang it tonight. He is the God that though our sins were as scarlet, he has literally washed you and I whiter than snow. He has literally, the word tells us in Psalms, that he has removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. That is how far he has removed your sin from you. I ask you, is Jesus the faithful and true witness? Is his word true? Has he really forgiven you of your sins? That's right. Hallelujah. Your sins have been removed from you. You have been washed clean, my friend. You have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I have another question. If Jesus is the faithful and true witness, and he's declared to you, I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you, if he's made that promise, you need to rest assured tonight that God is present right now in your world and knows everything going on presently in your life and in your family and in your world. There isn't anything that Jesus doesn't know that is whirling around and orbiting around in your life. Are you hearing me tonight? Are you hearing me tonight? Jesus is the faithful and true witness. I want to ask you this tonight. If Jesus is the faithful and true witness, if he is the one who causes everything to work for our spiritual good, to those who love him and those that are called according to his purpose. If he is that one, if he is faithful and true, if he is the faithful and true witness, if he said, I will make sure to make everything in your life because you love me and because you've been called according to my divine purpose, whatever you go through in life, I make you this promise. I will make everything work for your good. In September of 2021, when the world is in utter chaos, when America is turned upside down, is he still the faithful and true witness that will make all things work together for your good? I want to tell you what the Word says tonight. This is what the Word says. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 13. Put it in your notes tonight. Those of you watching online, put it in your notes tonight. Put it in your heart tonight. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13, it says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Isn't that powerful? Even at times where we have been faithless, God can't even help himself. He says, I'm eternally married to you. I am in covenant with you. I am your covenant-keeping God. I will remain faithful to you. Psalm chapter 33 and verse 4. Psalm 33 and verse 4. 
For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all that he does. Let that wash over you tonight. The word of the Lord is right and true. I prayed earlier tonight, Father, everything you do is right. Father, everything you do is perfect. Everything that he does is perfect. It's in perfection. He says he is faithful in all that he does. Psalm 91 and verse 4 tonight. Psalm 91 and verse 4. This is what the word says. It says, he will cover you with his feathers. And under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. His what? His faithfulness. God's faithfulness. God will cover you under the shadow of His wings. And His faithfulness will be unto you a shield and a rampart. Those of you that went to Israel with me and Bren, you'll remember being up in the highest parts of the walls of Jerusalem, walking on the interior. I see you, Monica. Walking through the interior of those walls. What was it? It was a shield. As we walked through the interior on top of those walls, in the ramparts, God says, my faithfulness will become to your life a shield and a rampart. I have to remind us, church, tonight, God is looking out after us in 2021. I want to tell you that God is still the faithful covenant-keeping God. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, you may know it well. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us or cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He says He is faithful. If we confess our sins, God said, I will be faithful to you and I will blot out and I will remove your sins from you. How does He do it? He's faithful. I'm telling you tonight, He's faithful to you. Psalm chapter 119 and verse 90. I'm telling you tonight what the Word says. 119 verse 90. It says, your faithfulness endures to all generations. Hallelujah. Your faithfulness endures to all generations and you have established the earth and it stands fast. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. Put it in your notes. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Put it in your notes or look behind me. No temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful. And He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, He will provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. How is that possible? Because God is faithful. Can I get a witness in this Methodist church tonight? Sorry, this Lutheran church tonight. Can I get a witness in here? I'm going to run on these chairs and grab you in a second. My God church. He said, there ain't anything that you're going to go through that you don't have to worry about anything knowing I'm going to be faithful to you. No matter what this government does, what, no matter what the insanity that is rolled out, and it's 
it's rolling out quicker than we've ever seen. I mean, it's a head spin. You remember when we used to break dance in the 80s? You're like, no, I never did. And, and all the kids would spin on their heads. It's like we're spinning on our heads constantly now. It's crazy what's rolling out. God's saying to us right now in the fall of 2021, I am still the faithful God. You can trust me with your life. You can trust me with your life. You can trust me with your destiny. You can trust me with your dreams. You can trust me with your future. You can trust me with your finances. I'm going to keep on preaching it to you. I'm going to keep on coming. Exodus chapter 34 and verse 6. It says, The Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth. What is that, my friend? That is a visual and a picture of the faithfulness of God. God wants His glory to pass before you. And He wants to remind you tonight. And I'm telling you, as you've been reaching into the treasure chest tonight, you need to take hold of this as the Lord is passing before us tonight. He is saying to you, I am faithful. Never lose sight of me. Keep your eyes upon me. Whatever happens in this storm, don't let your eyes be taken off of me. I am your faithful king. I am your faithful God. I am your faithful lover. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, I'm telling you tonight what the Word says. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son. Not the fellowship of the ring, the fellowship of His Son. For all you hobbits out there, you were called into... <laughs> Had a few, pe few people look up, what did he just call me? It's going to be okay. We have treats for you in a little bit. It's going to be okay tonight. <laughs> I said hobbits. God is faithful. <laughs> by, whom, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. I love that. It's all in the faithfulness of God. This one rattled me today. I love this. This is Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. Put it in your notes, Hebrews 10 and 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. When you give a promise, you create hope. When you fulfill a promise, you create trust. Sarah was told in her old barren age, you're going to conceive a son. And boy, did she laugh. And then when she was confronted that she laughed, she goes, I didn't laugh. Oh, yeah, you did. And God, and listen, and God is bigger than our doubts and our unbeliefs at times and even our silly little laughs to say, you know what? I'm going to do this in your life and I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to do this. I told you I was going to do this, and I don't fail you. And, and time is not a constraint on me. 
I can come in and invade your life at any time that I wish. To those of you that may feel forgotten tonight, God still can invade your world and your life and step in through the door of your heart and say, I am God. I am God. I'm the faithful God. Now watch what I'm going to do for you. There are dreams locked in my heart. I, I Listen, I know, I know some of the struggle because whether you like it or not, you're a little bit like me. And I'm a little bit like you. There are dreams that are still alive in our heart that we have wrestled with for so long. There are times when I look at my life and say, Lord, I'm almost 50 years old. Some of you are thinking, yeah, and you're such a pup. I get that around here. You know, you're just a young buck, Brother Gibbs. <laughs> I look at my life. There are, there are things that God has told me. There, is, there are things that literally where he's let me look through the golden binoculars and let me see some things in the, into, peering into the future. And I've not yet even stepped into them, but I'm telling you I'm going to. And I want to encourage you tonight. Let me encourage you. God who put the word in you, who spoke the word, who dreamed the dream, who breathed that breath of life into you and said, I'm going to do this. He's going to fulfill it. Amen. Hold fast to your confession of hope. This is an hour, ladies and gentlemen, it's very dangerous. It is very dangerous to get into a land of hopelessness. There are a lot of people, and even Christians, that are pitching their tent in the land of hopelessness right now. Don't you dare do it, and may that never be your story. Numbers chapter 23. I'm going to keep coming at you. Amen. Thank you, brother. I will. Verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Oh, hallelujah. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, will he not do it? Or if he have spoken it, will he not make good on it? I love this. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Meaning, Jesus, if he says something, he never has to go back and say, Well, I'm sorry, and that didn't work out, and what I really meant to say, and I need to fix that, or I need to make an addendum to it and make a little uh, letter B and letter C and kind of work. No, if he said it, he's going to do it. He said that he was going to bring Israel up out of the ashes in a valley of death and said, I need a prophet to just get into agreement with me and just see it and speak it and now watch the breath of life breathe on them and after 2,000 years I will raise them up again and in one day a nation shall be born. Listen, God is not intimidated by time. 2,000 years went by and in May 14, 1948, Israel became a nation once again. I'm, are you getting this? My God, folks, I'm going to run these chairs. Are you getting this? I'm telling you, God is the faithful, patient God. He is patient. He is long-suffering. He is forbearing. If He can wait 2,000 years before Israel coming back to life, 
coming into their own treasure of their possession into their promised land. Don't you think that as the bride and the body of Christ, that God is going to step into your world and fulfill your promise? Everything he says is true. You either believe this book or you don't. That's what it comes down to. That's right. Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations chapter 3. Put it in your notes tonight. Those of you that are watching, get it in your notes. Get it in your spirit. Verse 22 and 23. The Lord's loving kindness, indeed, it never ceases. And His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Listen. Great is your faithfulness. Great. Great is your faithfulness. I'm telling you, you got to let this begin to brew up in your spirit tonight. This is burning like fire in my bones tonight. God is faithful. He's going to carry us through it all. He's going to show us. He's going to show us, son, my faithfulness is great over you. Daughter, my faithfulness is great over you. Oh, my Lord. Romans chapter 8. I'm telling you what the Word says. Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul thunders these words, and I'm rounding third base. I'm about to slide headfirst into home. Does anybody know what that means? I'm not talking about hobbits. The Apostle Paul thunders these words. He says, for I am convinced, get this, I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What is Paul saying? God is faithful. God is faithful. There ain't anything that's going to wipe you out of his hand. He has got you so much in his grip. He said, I am the covenant-keeping God to a thousand generations. I keep my word. God's saying, I keep my word. Ooh. I call him faithful and true tonight. What do you call him? Do you call him faithful and true? Do you call him the faithful and true witness tonight? Do you call him the faithful and true witness? He'll be called that for all eternity. And I haven't, I haven't said anything about this. I said it some in prayer in private on Tuesday night. But my wife and I, a month ago... It's getting close to a month. We were in Ohio, and we were celebrating our 26-year anniversary. We went back to the very church that we were married at 26 years ago. It was so wild walking through that building. We would just walked hand in hand. There were tears. There was like, wow, can you believe this? Walking through that church, walking through the different rooms, walking where my wife 
got dressed and put on her wedding gown, her wedding dress, and, and where I was with the guys and, and the foyer and, and all, all of those things. And then walking into the sanctuary together, the staff there let us just walk through the church alone. It was wonderful. I turned on the lights to the sanctuary. We went up, down, down the aisle. We walked up the stairs, and we stood right where we gave our vows to one another 26 years ago. And without, without knowing, the moment we got to that place where we stood, emotion just poured out of us. My wife and I could literally not stop crying. We were overwhelmed. And you know what it was? It was the faithfulness of God. It was the faithfulness of God. Long before there was ever Josiah, long before there was ever Victoria, long before traveling to nations, long before pioneering church and leadership and, and, and all the things that God has done, there was this you know, young man and this young woman making a covenant to one another and just emotion of the goodness of God was pouring out of our spirit. I'm telling you, God is faithful, ladies and gentlemen. He is a good God. He's the covenant-keeping God. It was that day, 26 years ago, my wife and I actually sang in public for the very first time. And honey, don't get nervous. I'm not going to sing it tonight. We sang an old song that we love. It's, a, it's an old song that we love. You may hear and go, what's that? But it was a song written by Kenneth Copeland. And the song is just called Faithful. I've got it in the back. Guys, go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead and fire it up. I'm just kidding. And we sang this song to the Lord. And it was a packed house. I mean, we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people at our wedding. And we sang this song to the Lord. And it was called Faithful. Today I was thinking as I was preparing this message concerning the faithfulness of God. I'm telling you tonight, we celebrate four years this is special. Do you know it's special to just stop and celebrate the goodness of God? It's important. That's why we always go away for our anniversary to celebrate our love, our story. It's important to stop the train a little bit and look around and go, look how good God has been. Look at all that God has done in the lives of this family Look, I tell Brent all the time, look how people in this family are growing in God and becoming powerful in God and are learning how to pray and learning how to persevere and learning how to endure and learning how to be conformed into the image of the Son. Even when there's resistance and adversity, God is building something powerful here. And how is it happening the faithfulness of God. It has everything to be in its roots, at its core. It's the faithfulness of God. It's not my ability. <laughs> my ability is about that big. His ability is limitless. And what He is building here, it will endure. We're not building on sand. We're building on the rock, the cornerstone, the faithful and true witness. Christ Jesus. 
I said earlier, Jesus is the master builder. He's building this church. Last scripture tonight is 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. It says that we are literally living stones. We are living stones and we're being built up as a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. What are we? We are a spiritual house. We are the tabernacle of the Lord. Listen, I'm going to say it to you again, guys. I think some, it kind of smacked some of you in the forehead about 30 minutes ago. This, this building is not holy. When God gives us a miracle campus, that building's not holy. It, it becomes holy when we show up. And he's in our midst, tabernacling in the midst of us. We are a spiritual house. When we come together, listen, when I, when I, uh, two minutes before the service starts, and when Debbie Daly has no idea the treasure chest that I've been digging into and tells me and gives me this word and drops these golden binoculars into my hand, what is that? It, it's a miracle. It's living stones being fitted together, and God suddenly just dwells in the midst of it. It's extraordinary to me. It's the living house that God is building. He's the master builder, and he's in the midst of us. And who is he? He's the faithful God. I tell you tonight, we can still trust our God. We can still trust our king. I look into the eyes of Chris Cable, my dear brother, tonight. His wife is in heaven right now in the cloud of witnesses. And that man of God right there will tell you God is faithful. God is true. God is still a good God. And God is still trustworthy. There ain't anything that we're going to go through in our life and in our world that God's not going to be right in the mix and right, right in the middle of it. Even if it's tragedy. God will be right in the midst of it, holding us, faithful to us, faithful to us. He's the keeper of your heart. Can you say amen tonight? Amen. amen. Cody, I'd like you to come wherever you are, brother. I know Cody was in here. There he is. I see you. We're going to receive communion in the next few moments, and I'd like all of our ushers to come. I want you to begin to just serve the people and just prepare yourself tonight. This is a special night of celebration. This is a special night of honor. Can I get one of those too, just quickly? Thank you. Cody, if you'll come and just be with me, buddy, on the keys. When we come to the table of the Lord, this is holy and this is sacred. Are you with me? When we come to the table of the Lord, this is holy, this is sacred. We come in humility. We come to the table of the Lord in honor. We also present ourselves before the Lord as the Apostle Paul told us. Make sure that you examine your life. Make sure you examine your life before you take and receive of the blood and the body of the Lord. 
Make sure a man examines himself. If there would be any realm of our life that we need to repent of, Jesus said, I'll be faithful and I'll forgive you and I'll cleanse you of your sin. He's the faithful one. Tonight, I thought it was imperative that as a family we receive communion. This is a four-year celebration. There's a lot of people in this room to thank. There's people in, in, that couldn't be in this room that I would love to thank. And I don't want to miss anyone. But I want to tell you, there's been a lot of love and a lot of sacrifice and a lot of goodness and a lot of serving and a lot of sweat and a lot of joy that's been poured in to pioneering victory at Church of His Presence. I thank God for everyone, everyone who has served, everyone who has poured out. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Stand with me tonight. Honey, I'd like you to come and join me. Victoria, just get closer to Kathy and Mark. I don't want you alone there. You got a husband that's coming soon. He's coming. <laughs> that's one of your promises that's coming. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, to you be the glory and the honor and all the praise for giving Jesus. You withheld no good thing from us. Father, we give you glory because you gave it all in Jesus. And Jesus, we give you the honor and the praise because you withheld nothing. And you poured out your body and your blood as a sacrifice to redeem us and to come into covenant everlasting so that our names will be written in the Lamb's book of life in heaven, that we will eternally be yours, Lord. Tonight, we honor your body, Jesus, and your blood. What an honor it is, Lord. The Apostle Paul, he wrote, he said, on the same night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread. And he broke it, and he gave thanks. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And then he took the cup, and Jesus said, this cup is the cup of my blood, of the new covenant for you. Lord, as we partake, I thank you for cleansing. And we also thank you for healing. Tonight we pray that the healing virtue of Jesus will go through this body and this family. Those of you that are watching online, may the healing virtue of Jesus flow through you, bring you a 100% comeback, an ultimate comeback. And you overcome in Jesus' name.
tonight, let's take hold of the bread. And let's break it. We honor you, Lord. We honor you. By your stripes, we are healed. Let's receive together. Father, we thank you for the cup tonight. We lift it in honor to you, King Jesus. One day we are going to enter into the eternal kingdom and we will raise our cup with you in covenant as the bride of Christ. Tonight, Lord, here in the earth, we say we are eternally yours. You are the faithful one. You are faithful and true. You are the faithful and true witness, Jesus. We honor you, God. And Jesus, we thank you for the blood that cleanses us from all sin. And though our sins were as scarlet, you made us whiter than snow. And we thank you, Jesus, that you have not counted our sins against us. But you have forgiven us this night. We honor you. In Jesus' name, let's receive.
Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we call you faithful over our families tonight. We call you faithful over victory tonight. And Lord, we still call you faithful over the United States of America tonight. Faithful God. God of miracles, God of wonders. God of miracles, God of wonders. I thank you for an ultimate comeback, Lord, that you're going to give America. I thank you you're not done with America. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You're the king of the comeback. <laughs> you're the king of the comeback. I love you, Lord. Father, I thank you so much for this night. I pray tonight as we go together and we spend just quality time and fellowship celebrating and loving each other, let the beauty of your presence just rest on us thick tonight. Let there be joy in the house, Lord. Let there be joy. Lord, as we enjoy this time of food and just a time of thanksgiving, Lord, let gratitude just flow like a river tonight. We give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can we give God praise tonight? We're going to flow, guys. We're going to flow as a family right into the Life Center. Uh, it's been wonderfully decorated just for you. We're celebrating you tonight. We're celebrating the Lord, too. Please just make sure that um, before you go over to the Family Life Center, you pick up your kids for our nursery workers so they can enjoy it as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you, honey. Good night, everybody. Love you. See you in the Life Center. Those of you on live stream, good night. We love you guys. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.